When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank is owned by the Gokong Wei Group, the same companies that brought you brands you love like Cebu Pacific and many more. GoTime Bank makes next-level banking a breeze with its convenient account opening process. It takes less than five minutes to get started via the free app. Plus, get your GoTime Bank Visa card at one of their kiosks for free. Download the GoTime Bank app today and experience the next level of banking. You may visit www.gotime.com.ph for more details. Also brought to you by Paymongo, the payment gateway for business growth. Paymongo allows your business to accept online payments from your customers through Visa, MasterCard, Gcash, GrabPay, Maya, online banking, Buy Now, Pay Later, and many more. All with just one platform. Sign up for free at paymongo.com. And brought to you by SeekCap. SeekCap is a lending platform powered by UBX Philippines. With SeekCap, you can easily apply for a loan from 5,000 pesos up to 1 million pesos from the comfort of your own home nationwide. Visit www.seekcap.ph, sign up, and apply for a loan now. That's www.seekcap.ph. Take your business to new heights by seeking capital with SeekCap. The more that you get projected, the more that you understand what are your weaknesses and how you improve. So for the next edition, you try to be better, a little better, a little better. And then it's it's sort of practice for you as um, an artist or a performer because you get to, to get some challenges, go through challenges, and you learn a lot from each one. Welcome to Hustle Share. 
the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beithyong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We finally got this woman who is so super busy and borderline crazy because I heard about this crazy story from Boss Team C. All right, so she gave birth re- recently, and this woman <laughs> didn't take a maternity leave and just just a few days or weeks after she was back in the office doing what she does. Like, who does that <laughs> amazing hustle? But without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Miss Yes Nori Soyao of Shoppertainment. Yes, finally we're doing this. Good morning. Good morning, and again, very, very excited to have you here. I mean, finally immortalizing your amazing work and <laughs> amazing boodle you do to everyone that you are able to boodle on your live stream, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is not a, a chamba. This is a science, and I want to understand how you're able to do that and how you help brands boodle their uh, their customers instantaneously through live streaming. But before I get carried away, yes. I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Yes, what's your hustle? All right, so I'm the CEO and co-founder of Shoppertainment Live. So what we do is live stream shopping. And we create different campaigns for live stream selling for different brands. And at the same time, we also have our own channel for live stream selling. So we place that in several platforms like uh, e-commerce platforms and social commerce platforms like, uh, you know, Shopee, Lazada, TikTok. And even social media like uh, Facebook, YouTube, and all of those platforms where you can go live. And again, I, I do a little bit of back channeling. And I, sometimes I meet with Steve C and you guys are killing it. So again, <laughs> I've, I've had a chance to really understand it from afar with two conversations with you. But today, we will dissect how you're able to boodle everyone. When you say pamain and all that, <laughs> that's what you've been doing. And because you, this is not an accident. I don't know if you remember this. If you're listening to this, I always known Yaz because in my first startup in nightlife, uh, so guestless.ph party file, I usually go home late at night now, mm-hmm. 12, 1 a.m., whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I r- wind down my day, trying to remove my and just chill at the couch, I pop in the TV and the first thing that shows up is... OTV shopping, all right, whatever that live streaming thing. And it's like, man, this girl is always here. And that's why I was like, man, you're part of my life for a long time because I go home and you're the first thing that I see. But before we talk about live streaming, I, again, you can't be a great Budolista if you didn't start early. So, yes, I need you to buckle up real quick. Okay, because we're going to go all the way back and understand how you started hustling because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share time machine. There you go. Sit back. Yes, there you go. <laughs> all righty. And again, we're all the way back. Before you became the CEO of Shoppertainment, became before you become an expert, the most amazing live seller in the in the Pelopans. I want to understand, yes, what was it like growing up and what was your very first exposure to hustling? Because I remember we share a certain origin story. You grew up in the hoods of Kamuning. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. But what was Kamuning <laughs> represent? <laughs> okay, walk me through how was it like growing up and what was your first exposure to hustling? Uh, I think it was really more of, uh, there was a student film in UP 
And then I got to meet some people from production. And they all they would always get me for like acting on their stints and their projects and stuff. And eventually there was this um program that they told me that maybe you can audition for this. And then I tried it out. And then I started doing more. And then commercials happened. And then I got into this network thing <laughs> um from ABS CBN. So it was like Star Magic or in wow. people. <laughs> nice. So there. Uh, that's my experience growing up. Um, I was just having fun, but mm. you know, it's fun to have money too. So <laughs> while, yes. while, while you're doing things that you find fun, then uh, you get paid for it. And that would be super great. So I was um, exposed to that world um, when I was around 13, 14. What? You were doing showbiz now at 13 and 14. 13, 14, I was like just doing a bit of stints, but uh, 17, when I got into UP, that's when the film students started uh, um, sharing more projects with me. And then that's when I got into ABS-CBN as well. Okay, so I'll I'll just track back a little bit. Okay, a couple of things before you you went straight to how you became uh, a showbiz personality. But I want to go a little bit further back, right? Growing up, like, again... Did you have any inspiration, Sosley? Because, okay, let's just admit what it is, all right? we I think we're born out of the same year. We are the first PBB generation, okay? The, we, 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 were t- <laughs> we were TV natives. And a lot of our pe- the people that in, in our generation, of course, everybody thought they can be an artista, right? Everybody thought they had talent until they, <laughs> they realized they don't, okay? They just don't have it, right? And it's rare that I actually get to talk to people in my generation that are all same age as me that got it done. But before you even got there, did it start very early on? Like, are you a Bebo kid? And how did you uh, harness this? Because you have to have that confidence, of course, the looks, but the confidence early. What were you doing very early in your life? Yeah, performance. Yeah. 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 Um, I was actually a very shy kid. And I think my mom got bothered with that because mm-hmm. I was a late talker like oh. yeah I was a late talker and uh, my mom enrolled me to some play schools and also this theater group for for trumpets or repertory just to, mm. to build my confidence okay so I, I was exposed to doing plays when I was around seven or eight mm. so um yeah from there I thought that it was very fun Mm-hmm. Even though my personality is not like really, really super extroverted, it's because mm-hmm. of those trainings, I think, or that exposure that I found fun yeah. that made me come out of the shell. Yeah. So I think those things. And what, 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 one of the things that really matter when you're starting early, and I, I attribute that, I, I went through a similar process. My mom enrolled me in several things. One thing that really fell right for me, which I fell in love with, was basketball. And I kept doing that till college and whatnot. What was it about theater or performing arts that made you fall in love with it? Because obviously you kept going and going. And most yeah. some kids don't find that at all. And that time, what is my hobby? What am I good at? And whatnot. How did you know this was <laughs> the thing for you early on? And why did you enjoy it? I like the feeling of pretending to become this certain character mm. and then making people happy when you do that. So when I yeah. see people happy, whenever I do that, I feel happy too. So I think that was one of the things that made me attracted to acting and performing. Got it. And when you're young, this this started out this young. Of course, you develop skill stacks. So that, that's one thing I always talk about in Hustle Share. What is the skill stack that you developed very early 
Because you can't become great at what you do if you didn't de- develop skills and the discipline along with the repetition that, that it takes. Talk to me about what skill stack you develop while acting that eventually translated well down the road when you're boodling every one of us now. All right. So mm-hmm. what did you learn very early? Again, you carried on to business down the road. Right. Yeah. Actually, something that's really interesting with acting is that it's a combination of two things, which is spontaneity and structure. Mm. Like you need to have a foundation and some certain principles and then you play with that. And that's when you become spontaneous. Okay. And, and I think um, that also applies in business, being an entrepreneur. Right. Right. Um, a bit of structure, but at the same time, you have to be on the fly on whatever's going to happen, um, be it in um, the market, in, mm. what, what the con- consumer wants. So I, I think that's like a core yeah. um, core skill that I got from acting as well. Yeah, but how, was, how were you able to learn those early on? Because again, a lot of us get thrown into chaos, and especially in Kamuning, it's chaotic there sometimes, right? You know? <laughs> So hard. There's so much jeeps and so, so much sigawan sometimes. But I want to understand how in, in, in the structure of performing arts, how does it become? Because most people think it's just an art until you realize there's a method to becoming spontaneous mm-hmm. and how you eventually turn that into that dancer's structure and spontaneity, right? How did you develop that early on until it became us, ah, like a formula inside your head that you just go through over and over and over again Mm -hmm. right in acting there's always an objective Mm. of what you need to do right so for example um this role or in this scene you should get angry with this person because this is what the person did right so that's what's in your head now you need to make it as natural as possible so that's where the spontaneity comes in. So you need to do like mental work first. So this is the objective. When I do this, when I feel this, this is how it should look like. This is These are some prompts that can help me get into this. So it's Got mental it. work. And then spontaneity happens while you're doing the practice of acting to get that goal. That's amazing. Now, okay, I want to understand. You started again early, 13, 14. What was I doing? Playing street basketball in <laughs> at 13, 14. <laughs> I want to understand how you juggled showbiz and, and studies. Because some people don't do that very well, right? They pick, pick a side. Again, how many artistas never got to finish it out? How did you balance that out? Also, because you have to go through repetition. You did this for a while, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, how did you do well on both and juggle those things together? Yeah. Willpower. 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 <laughs> no, but well, like, how did you? There, there needs to be discipline and systems there. How did you do do, yeah. do both well? First is I have to. It's all about like, what's your goal? Why are you doing this? Because if it's just um, if it's just for fun, then maybe you won't be too serious about it. But if you think that it's a hustle, or you think that this is this will get you somewhere. Mm. then you, you do more, right? When you know that there's an output that you want to get out of it. So yeah. in terms of studies, I knew that I want to finish so that I can um, experience this, 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 this. And oh. I knew that uh, this certain um, art is not just a hobby. It's actually part of, of my skill set as a person. So w- what's, what's the output that I want to get out of it? Was it so, clear early on? Yes, on what again? You said you 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 were, it was already clear, and that there's a vision that you had it. 
it was was it clear that showbiz was something you really wanted to do early on and what was that dream when you were starting out pretty interesting um it's not really showbiz that was on my head mm. i just knew that i like tv i like uh, performance i love visual arts all of mm. those things i think is in media Got right it. and i remember that i did this whole vision board when i was back in college Wow. And then I placed it inside my my room in tents. <laughs> oh my god. I placed there um I want to be someone in the mid- media industry that would create an impact for people in be it in different lifestyle categories be it in fashion or art or whatever. Basta in my heart I want to be in media. Right. And then the vision board was it very vivid on what exactly you, the things you wanted? Just like a, a jumbled um Ramber, random stuff yeah, that you wanted. Random stuff. But I knew like it, it's it's real to me. It's a core, it's a North Star. It's not super clear, but I know it's in that field. No, it's like a collage or, or a or a constellation of things. So the reason I, I why I asked this, I'll just go off tangent a little bit. I had I had something similar too. I did it in 2014. Ooh. Basically. Uh no, we were we were doing a what in yeslist.ph when I got invested on by Kickstart, we had this workshop. They gave us a little corkboard of of stuff that we wanted to do, and then they said, "Print out all your dreams. What did you want?" So everybody else that were doing that exercise fit their dream within the corkboard. I'm the only weirdo that had so many dreams that was spiral spiraling out of control, and every single thing, like for example, the center of that corkboard was I wanted to buy my mama house. So I I wake up. Every morning, like, shit, this is my why. This is what I wanted. This is, and it helped me through really dark days. As corny as it may sound, it, it got a lot of alikabok, uh, <laughs> but it's still alive, you know? <laughs> and true, true enough, after four, five, eight years and whatnot, probably I'd say 70% of the things I put on those board and that board is now a reality. So wow. it's very important. It's powerful, okay. right? Yeah, it is. It is. Because when you, we, people always say it, right? You want to manifest your dreams. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing about making dreams is that you have to be very, very vivid over what you want because you cannot manifest something that's vague, right? And when you manifest, you work extra hard to turn it into reality because the world will not do you favors if you don't hustle for it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. There's no free pass unless right. you are... Uh, you have a silver spoon and you have old money running you, then yeah, <laughs> probably. But no, nah, sorry, I just I just got inspired by that. And again, it really works through manifestations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question. For me though, it works that mine wasn't super, super specific, mm. but um it parang in along those lines, that's what happened. Right. Because if it was super, super specific, you might find it hard to transition in case that thing doesn't happen right but if you know where your core is at you can work Mm. around that so for example um at a certain point when i was really deep into acting i was like i want to be a super super sikat artista and all okay but it didn't happen i wasn't really like an anchorist type right Mm. i I got to experience it but it wasn't i I found out it wasn't really something for me but i knew that my heart is still within that that circle. Yes. So I found ways because no, if, exactly. if you get disappointed, right, and uh, you you believe that that's the only thing that can make you feel successful, 
mm-hmm. then it might be hard for you. Yeah. You can't do for, exactly that. For me, what I put there, sorry, it might sound super selfish here, but are, these are material things. Like, okay, uh, yeah. I want the house. So it's like, this is what I need for my mom. I want the love of my life. I want a wife. So, okay, check. I got that. All right. No, these are, so it's like a checklist, awesome. yeah. but I did not put myself in the pressure of, because I see a lot of straight kids struggling here. Like, I need to have a house by X of, by, by 30 or 35. And then right. when they see their peers doing it, they start feeling um, pressure <laughs> or, or they feel less. They have yeah. the, they play the envy game. But in reality, every one of us runs a different race. Exactly. But you yeah. have to keep going, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and that's it. I'm sorry. I mean, the titos and titas are not talking. <laughs> right. Now, last question before we take our first break. So, yes, you did all of this. Um, again, uh, school and showbiz at the same time. But at the end of the day, success you, I mean, failure you can do alone, success you needed help. Early on, what was the type of help and who did you get it from uh, that allowed you to pursue these things? Because like for, for me, my mom, I always attributed, I wouldn't have had a lick of chance uh, to even pursue shit that I liked if she didn't put me in a good school, she didn't allow me to go ahead, pursue basketball, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. fill in the rest. She hustled for it. She did a lot. She had a day job. She did a lot of racket. I saw how she hustled. That got embedded into me. Mm-hmm. But I'm super grateful for that because if she didn't do that, good luck. I wouldn't even have a chance to get here. For you, what was the type of help you got to even get a chance to do to pursue what you what you love? Definitely my parents. Yeah, but just like you, they they did all they can just to enhance certain potentials that they see in us. But at the same time, my mom is like my heckler. <laughs> both my parents are like serious doctors and for them like being an artist is like way out of um how they can comprehend things <laughs> so okay. it's not something that they'd want initially for us but um i remember my mom is saying but I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to take that as a motivation for myself. And I was the one who looked for certain people who I can connect to so that I can create, um, like I can put myself out there and do additions and all. Wow. So it led to one thing to another. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like they gave me the tools but I still made my way to find people who would lead me to certain uh, goals that I have in my life. Right. And that, that in, 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 in hindsight, that's a blessing. Because, again, I had similar things with my mom and my grandma. Like, their, their love language is like, Kaya mo ba? Is it, they, they, <laughs> that criticism was normal for me. Because imagine mm-hmm. if I was brought up like, ah, you're, you're, I was sheltered in the way we grew, brought up. And the world yeah. is tough out there. Imagine right. if in, in, inside your house, you can't take criticism and you can't mm-hmm. take, you know, uh, opposition. You'll feel like the world owes you something. Right. right. But in reality, if you're raised that way and you, you again, you use that as motivation, as another chip on your shoulder, then boom, right? Uh, you turn a negative into a positive and that can be super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, now let's take our first break. And when we come back, we will now talk about how Yes became a performer, performing artist, artista to a budulera on TV late at night. <laughs> I almost what 
uh, bought a lot of things, the kukan type of stuff that she oh. <laughs> still remember, right? Remember um, that. <laughs> and then how it turned into shopper chaining. But let's talk about that more after the break. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Nas. Nas, not you're not Nas. Yes, Nas. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a rapper. Okay, apologies for that. So yes, you, again, before the break, you told us uh, the, the early hustles that you did. But after school, how did it become a real grind being an artista you know walk me through the day-to-day because we only see the finished product when you're already out there what Mm -hmm. happens behind the scenes and how much of a grind is it to get even in front of the things back then there was no internet the only channel you can come out is tv that's it you cannot Mm -hmm. make a name for yourself there's no such thing as first uh user generated content how what Mm -hmm. was that grind like before uh, so, for example, I have some break times um, mm. during my college days. Um, instead of, you know, just uh, relaxing, I would go to auditions. What? Where did yeah. you study? UP. You, okay, so it's nearby. Yeah. If it's ABS and GMA, that's one to two jeeps away if you're going to do it. Yeah. A riot yeah. is the key. There you go. But mm-hmm. sometimes I would go to Makati for commercial auditions. Oh. Yeah, and that middle production. Right, right. Lagare. Yep. Okay, but huh? you have to do that in order for you to get work. But so in, uh, let's talk numbers here. So in 10 auditions, how many of these will you typically get? And what happens in an audition? What's 
is it Jabar City? Do you are you always Jabar? <laughs> what 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 happens behind the scenes? So kailangan ano, you're prepared with how you look because that's the first thing that they would look at, right? Mm. So um, you need to really dress up when you're there for an audition, and then they're gonna give you a script. Or if it's for a film, for example, or for a series, they would give you a script and then you study it for some minutes. They would give you some time to do that. And then they would um, call you back and you will perform it in wow. front of the camera. And you had no idea what you were going to perform when you get there? No, they would just Holy give you the shit. script. Impromptu. So for example, there's this show and uh, they're looking for certain characters, but you don't know which characters. Oh my <laughs> and then you God. will just get there on the spot. Ah, what okay, if they this- gave you a Doding Daga role? <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you if you want to stay or you just want to leave. But if Doding Daga is fun and pays well, why not? <laughs> the fact that you knew Doding Daga is a confirmation that you are my generation. <laughs> okay, so walk me through the, the thing. So again, numbers game. How, out of say 10 editions, how many of these typically do you get? Hey, grab it. Like one. <laughs> one wow. <out> How <laughs> does that affect your confidence? Yes. Because again, if that's the numbers game that we're looking at and everybody's trying to go there and uh, of course, you're going to look at your piece like, oh my God, that girl's too pretty. How do I even compete? How do you give yourself a fighting chance to even to even get a project, I guess? Yeah. It, it's all about um, the skill set, I guess. Um mm. Also, like for the first few editions when I that I did, I would always feel down when I get rejected. But after a while, parang ano, may kalyo ka na. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> Just <laughs> like sales, no? You, yeah. you, it's a rejection game. Yeah, but uh, the more that you get rejected, the more that you understand what are your weaknesses and how you would improve. So for the next edition, you try to be better, a little better, a little better. And then it's, it's sort of practice for you as um, an artist or a performer. Because you get to to get some challenges, go through challenges, mm. and you learn a lot from each one. Got it. All right. Now, in between. So imagine if one out of ten, how do you make ends meet? Because again, in the eyes of the public, me, the normal viewing public, mm-hmm. like all artists are mayaman, they're well off and whatnot. But in reality, it's probably all, just like in startup land, right? Only yeah. the Steve C's are super yaman. Everybody else is <laughs> broke, right? We don't even have salary, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes. How do, how do you make ends meet during those times where, you know, it's a 9 out of 10 where you're still looking for that one addition that will break the, break the roof? Yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to finish college. Because I knew that I love what I'm doing, but there might be like a lot of risks. So uh, I knew that I still need to do something else while I'm waiting for that next edition or for that next project. <laughs> so while I was waiting, I actually tried to do uh, a bit of producing. <laughs> so I started learning from uh, this media house. So they, they taught me how to, to research, write, edit, produce, <laughs> all of those skill sets. So while I was waiting for the next project, I would do that. So I would also understand the dynamics in the back end. Got so what this, this is the content and then your talent is like this. So so my mind was really open. It's not just about performance, but also the overall production that's happening. So that was right. what I, I did as a, as a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's connected to the industry that I was in, I was 
really getting my hands dirty and understanding what it is all about. Got it. And that's very much a precursor to how running a company is. Because if you understand how everything fits and you look for the right people that actually does well and Again, in a grand scheme of things, from a zoom out perspective, that ah, okay, this is how magic happens. Yeah. Because right? um, yeah. that's what is the, the the main determinant of how you can really kind of test yourselves on how to become a founder. Because you always have to look at it from a bird's eye view that ah, this is how this whole thing operates. Yeah. You see it. Uh, you can zoom in and be the talent and be the producer or be the scriptwriter, whoever. But if you understand how everything fits, you can fire yourself. For each aspect that you do. Now, I want to understand, yes. How did this knowledge and this grind, so auditioning, doing back-end stuff, how did this turn into live selling? How did you turn into this opportunity and how did you maximize that? Right. So let's go back to making ends meet, right? Okay, making ends meet. <laughs> the hassle and the struggle. Yes. So there came a time wherein I was like... Um, I felt like I was getting older. I was um what, like how mid, old were you? Mid twenties, must go to twenty six, twenty seven. So I knew Water this. I, life. Yeah, I was in that stage already, and um, I took my MBA. Mm, <laughs> you did my, MBA, pa? Well, <laughs> I did an MBA because I was just um, looking out for what may happen in the future. So oh, yeah. while I was doing all the production work, um, the on-camera stuff, there's this part of me that I need to find stability in what they do. And yeah. if opportunities won't really align, at least I would know how to build something from what I know, from what right. I, I'm interested in. So okay. I took my MBA uh, during that time. And after that, um, I decided to do corporate work. Just wow. for me to really understand and get into the whole business of media. Got so I, I I had to let go a lot of things. Um, okay. It was quite difficult because that was something that I knew for a very long time, right? Like performance. Okay. Um, but um, I accepted it's time to do something more apart from what you already know. Okay. You need to to go out of your comfort zone and understand what is the foundation of, of all of this because at the end of the day it's all about sustainability. I had that um insight. Already. I like that. And then that's 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 foresight also that you see that okay, you're not going to be sikat forever. There's always a shelf life for being a artista, but if you can build your own opportunities down the road, then you're in control of your destiny. Yeah. So, I work with the same network uh, with ABS-CBN. Capamilia. And, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Scout area. You never really left Kamuning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. Um, actually, we we um, moved to Commonwealth area. Ah. No, but you yeah. still go back to Scout area and QC eat it. Yeah, QC Pettit. Okay. <laughs> Is that where you met? So, so yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, an MBA actually. Ah, there you go. We'll talk about the love story in a different <laughs> podcast. This is not the right... <laughs> Wrong, wrong podcast. Okay. Uh But how did you then um, then maximize this thing? And what did you learn being in the corporate side of things? You already knew how to do production. You you already knew how to become a great talent. What was the next skill stacks that you were putting then on top of this? Very constant with my personality was I always had a vision. I always Mm. had a goal. 
Um, I see things bigger in a bigger way like that. Mm-hmm. So, medyo makapal yung mukha ko, no? Parang after all of those production and stuff, I actually went to ABS-CBN and did a pitch to mm-hmm. one of um, the heads. Okay. And then, I pitched this certain program. Okay. Um, and after that, I was like, do you want it? Do you want it to happen there? Wow. <laughs> No, and you have nothing to lose. You just shoot your <laughs> shot, right? And what was the program? What was the program? Uh, it was actually a digital um, platform. Okay. Basically, it's like a, a lifestyle magazine for millennials. And it's about carving your own path with different uh... passions. Right? So it was during that time we're in, you know, co-working spaces, community building was on the rise. Yep, yep. Finding yourself. Simon Sinek's wife circle was, you know, yeah, always yeah, talking about yeah. millennials. Okay. So I pitched, I pitched like a brand um, that's sort of aligned to that. And then yeah. they liked it and gave me a shot. And they gave me a position inside the network to build this okay. um, for a millennial group. And I learned so much. <laughs> I learned Is so much. A- is it like an in-house prod or did you have like a sponsor to back it up? Uh, it was an in-house prod. Wow. I, was re- I really became an employee. Of wow. And um, they, they gave me a certain budget. They gave me um, an opportunity to build a team within the network. And it was great. I had a lot of ideas. Okay. But you know what? Because I realized I didn't have a lot of skill set. And it was so humbling. It was yeah. so humbling. Um, I failed. Even with all of those ideas and those promises, I'm like, there are so many factors that needs um, to be developed Correct. With, within me as a person mm-hmm. and as a leader. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a You need expertise, experience. And a lot humility. of luck. <laughs> and a and- lot of luck. Yes, because even if you position yourself, surround yourself with the right things, the right people, right resources, there's only so much things that you can control that there mm. are things that like uh, just, just needs a little bit of luck. But you get lucky as you hustle more. But um, in hindsight, yes. What were those things you felt like was missing at that point pa, when you were doing this? Um, I think more of strategy. The experience mm. to create strategy that would make... Um, a media platform thrive. Got it. Um, branding was also not my experience before. It was in my expertise, but I had to do a lot of it because mm. it was building a brand from from scratch. Yeah. Right. So you need to have a lot of input from that. Mm. And another thing that I really learned was to stick up for your vision. Right. Because in a, in a corporate setup, there are so many. Um, things that you have to maneuver, right? And there would be a lot of other hearsays or people saying this and that. And since you want to please people, you have yep. to do, you try to do a little bit of, of those things that they've been saying. But at the end of the day, is it still the vision that you you shared? Right. And my heart slowly was feeling down because mm. I knew that, that that wasn't the output that I had from the start. Also, being a good uh, people person. It's not like, you know, when you're doing uh, freelance, when you're doing um, artist work, like, 
whenever you talk to people, it's 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 just about uh, showcasing what you know um, through your artistry. But when you're in corporate, it's all about understanding each other to make things work. You know, yep. parang I felt like I was so selfish. I was I I kind of cultivated that selfish ambition in me. And when I was there, bam, iba yung culture. Medyo na naguluhan ako. Shocked. There you Nash- go. Oh yes, mm. and very very humbling. It was a very right. humbling experience. Okay. Now, but after, after, <laughs> yeah, you, and that's the most important thing. Everyone that eventually figures it out, it's not a straight line. We yeah. everyone will always fall flat into their face and the, the, the moment you think you've all have it all figured out, there's always another level that like, boom, pluck that. All right. <laughs> another, yeah. it's Semplang moment again where, you know, you realize that, ah, there's so much more uh, that I don't know that I thought I knew already, but you don't mm-hmm. know. But the yeah. most important thing is when you bounce back. So from this experience, yes, because I'm looking at your LinkedIn, aside from, from being market head in ABS, the next item there was, Shoppertainment. Was there a was there a transition before shop shoppertainment? And how did you get into again live selling at this at this point of your career? Yeah. So uh, when I was a performer, I was part of O Shopping, right? And while I was a market head, um, I was seeing a business model that's different from from shopping, home TV shopping. Mm. So as a market head. In order for my brand to thrive, I always needed sponsors or like uh, intrusions. Um, brand old school content. media, old school media game advertising. Yeah. It's so hard. Okay. Yes, <laughs> but in in home TV shopping, I knew that the revenue scheme there was different. It's more about sales conversion. Um, so, so while you're while you're um, doing the programming, you see the real time sales. So that's how the program earns. So it was a different setup. And then there came a time wherein I was so frustrated with selling stuff for my brand okay. um, in, in ABS-CBN. Like I, I couldn't really get a lot of sponsors yet because it was like, I was starting from scratch. So I didn't have a lot of legacy in terms of my brand building for that media platform, right? Correct. So it was harder for me to get sponsors. And I was thinking, eh, bakit dun sa, sa home shopping before? Even though we were new, we were already getting sales. And it was because of the products that was in my, on my mind. So um, I actually People told, will drunk. When they come home, they are very much impulsive. <laughs> just, talk, just talking from experience. Like, you know what? I need that 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 porcelain uh, lutuan. Okay, that's nice. Okay, I'll buy <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. but you guys were doing a really good job. It's very different. And it's hyper-localized. You're also carrying this little thing pa that, okay, you buy now, huh? There's little <laughs> thing that you... You and Cara Erigel, super yeah. budolistas, and Victor Anastacio. Okay? Yeah. It, it was a fun time um, when, when I was doing that program. We actually was shooting... We were shooting abroad. We were shooting huh? in Korea. Yeah. What? Oh, I yeah. love that. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, parang makulay yung 20s ko eh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyong siya. Okay. And then, um, parang nag-integrate lang lahat. So, given that I had this big problem with the brand that I was handling EBS, which okay. eventually closed down, I felt really sad and low. <laughs> parang, wow. 
I think all of these failures was because of me as a leader, as a person who created this, na wala namang alam, ganyan. So I was like self-doubting and all. But then, um, parang I also reflected on everything that made the brand fail. And I wrote it down. And I realized things that I have to improve in myself as a leader, as a person. <laughs> and then an opportunity came. Um, we got to meet my husband and I. Uh, we mm-hmm. were newly ma- married during Shout that time. Shout out, Pat Soyao, if you are somewhere <laughs> in the building. Move the basso. Okay. <laughs> okay, so how, what, what, what did you, what's the opportunity? Is it in the form of a steam c is that what is that yes. the okay how did you meet steam c so it was in kubo um mm, kubo. he was doing a a talk okay. and then pat was actually his uh classmate in cdm oh. so the first time i saw steve was during that talk but he knew about pat he actually okay. invited Pat to come over and in then Banawe. got where? In Banawe, the the old the office of... in in Kubo, in Kubo. Ah, in Kubo, okay. Because I, yeah. I got invited on by Boss Steve in the Banawe uh, office of uh, Great Deals. Great like, deals, what is yeah. this place? I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> and scary to park outside. I feel I felt like my, my side mirror is gonna be gone. Okay. Same with Shopper Tain, man. It's like a speakeasy. I swear, it, it's the same style. <laughs> it's fine. As long as my side mirror is okay, then we're 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 fair game. Okay, so you. <laughs> Pat met Steve in Kubo, and then what what happened? Pat met Steve in CDM, but he invited us in Kubo. So okay. Steve had a talk. It's about Alibaba. He mm, was a uh, he was an e- yeah no no um e fellow that E-Fellow. was the the OG program. one okay. yeah yeah and he was talking about it and he shared about the Iron Triangle of Alibaba. So it was fulfillment, logistics, finance, and then in that. Um, sphere was media and then he shared something about home shopping and then in my head I was like I sort of I sort of wanted to create a home shopping type of media before like it was one of one of the visions that I also had Mm. and then when when Steve was talking about that I don't know there's something that we can integrate and then when we we talked after that brainstorming about creating our own live selling network because nice. no one was doing that here in the Philippines yet back in 2018 got it that's yeah. amazing now how did you start doing it because it, this is also the problem of being first mover the first there's they, people always say that yeah there's a first mover advantage in every business that I've created I'm always first mover so guest listing nobody was creating guest lists for clubs I was the only one Chatbots, when we were doing this in 2017, before it got acquired, people didn't even know what the hell a chatbot was. Now it's so popular. And again, podcasting in 2019. People always yeah. think that, ah, Blue Ocean, it's so much easy. But the disadvantage is that people know what the hell, what you're, people didn't know what the hell you were trying to do. Yeah. And there was no playbook. What were the disadvantages of being first mover when you were starting this out? That again, there's no playbook. You have to figure it out. But you had a vision. But yeah. you don't have the ladder. How do you, how do you yeah. guys get over that? Um, so we started with just me <laughs> creating um, like a, a study for live selling. So we would go to different brands and then start a live selling campaign there. I would just hire freelancers. And then eventually I got two people to come on board full time. 
Okay. So we were free. So I was doing multiple hats from doing the accounts to finance to wow. sometimes hosting it if wow. you don't have a talent. Sometimes the writer and producer if you don't have a writer-producer that you could hire. Um, minsan wala na rin siyang profit. It's okay. really just just to do it so that mm. we can have data. Portfolio then, also. Mm. Yeah, and portfolio. So we kept on doing that until we were able to to get some data, how it would work, how it can be helpful for the brand. And when we were able to create that case that this can help the brand by doing this, 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 and you get this, 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 and that, mm-hmm. um, that's when they under- they started to understand, oh, okay, maybe you should give this a chance. Got so it's still it. a bit hard back in uh, 2019. Yeah. Um, it, it, people really didn't know about it just yet. Um, Lazada and Shopee just started out with their live streaming tools that brands can use within their stores, but they didn't know how to utilize that. Got so it. that's when I started um, making use of those things and giving them campaigns um, on how to make it work for their stores. Mm-hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, boom, uh, boom, yeah. Yon, mahirap. But we were able to get six people already. Mm-hmm. And one of them was actually our broadcast head back in ABS-CBN. He ah. believed in the vision. So he was also working with me in, in O-Shopping. Okay. He believed in the vision of what we're doing. And then he got on board. So in a way, our productions elevated even though we were still six. Got it. And then when the pandemic hit, nakawala ng studios. So we we invested in in some studios in a studio space, but because uh-huh. of the pandemic, we had to work um, remotely. Remotely, yeah. So that was pretty difficult, but we still made it work. Um, in fact, we were able to produce two hundred live streams in one. What? Month. That's <laughs> amazing. And that's when the sales picked up. When nice. big companies saw the effect and how it was very helpful helpful during that time, a lot of other companies came in. Right. And that's when we started building and building. And we've been bootstrapping um, for years now. Bootstrapping. Yeah, from that 20 square meter space, now we have three floors, 1,500 square meter studios. Wow. Um, 55 people. Right. And what I love about what you guys are doing is, again, this is the Steve C formula. So, again, um, Steve C, as correct me if I'm wrong, is one of the early investors or your partner in this venture as, you, mm-hmm. as you've done it. But the way Steve also does his businesses and all of these other in- investees that he does, he thinks, again, like Alibaba, the Iron Triangle, right? There's the complementary businesses that help out. So if he's doing e-commerce, you know, you guys are doing live streaming, point of sale in the live stream. There's this other company that he does, Mad Agency, which is basically the the agency work of performance marketing, right? And and that and that's basically just another way of of really making e-commerce really work in different angles. And I love mm-hmm. it because when you guys created it, it's so anti-startup. When I say anti-startup, all of us idiots from this side of the, the town is like we're like. We need to raise money from, from the get-go and keep raising and do the growth game. Yeah. With a lot of startups not even having the the mindset of, hey, I need to get the profitability. The guy, the way you guys are doing it is the Steve C way, which is, hey, let's bootstrap this, let's get good unit economics, and let's run this profitably. Mm-hmm. How were you guys able to do that? 
with that mindset? And how did you reinvest the resources that you were able to do, especially if you're bootstrapping this for over four years now? Yeah. Um, we grow according to the demand. And we always find ways to maximize our resources. Um, we also adapt certain practices that, for example, back in, in O-shopping, the way that Koreans would do productions was different from the way Filipinos would do it. It was way more efficient. Um, for example, in one big studio, there would only be three people doing the big production. So wow. those practices that we were able to also imbibe during that time, we applied it in, in what we do. Plus the grind in selling. Yeah. Yep. That's where I put a lot of time and effort um, when we started the company. Mm -hmm. And eventually um, having more people to do more sales. Mm -hmm. And as, we, as the demand grows, that's when we just invest more in the resources. That's amazing. All right. Now let's take our last break. And when we come back, we will now talk about how did they scale? Uh, shopper team and how they continue to crush the competition despite being first mover because again with, with the thing with being first mover the target's gonna be at your back everybody's gonna try to uh, take you down uh, always happens in every business I created but you guys are killing it but let's talk about that more after the break Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game and again big thank you to sprout solutions liberating your time for what truly matters hey hustlers wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents well i got good news because today's sponsor uno digital bank is here to help you achieve your financial goals you can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. 
Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and loans. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back to the break. We are still with Yes. Neri Soya. I didn't call her an ass anymore, so that's good. Um, <laughs> I, I want to now talk about Yas again. Um, you you talked about how you were able to scale the, uh, across the demand, run it profitably. But again, when you scale, you also need to scale your team. You talked about having the right team that you're, you're now a team of six and I'm pretty sure it's bigger. Talk about the the type of team you built around you and what were, what are the dynamics that allow you to do magic together? Mm-hmm. It's a combination of different industries because uh, back then, live selling wasn't really an industry wherein you can get professionals who already have this experience, right? Yep. So we would get professionals who have uh, like core skills that we would need. So for example, events. Mm. We go live once. So that mindset of preparation for projects is something that we can get from people from events. Got it. Um, someone who's from e-commerce because um, the mindset of sales and how um, the customer journey would be like is something that's very important. So that's why we needed we needed someone to do that. And then we also needed fresh grads who are quick thinkers, uh, YouTubers, thinkerers who, who mm. just know how to make things work by just researching and thinkering on things. <laughs> no, but um, on the top level, so you said you, men- you mentioned that you had a production manager. What's very interesting, and I always commend people that are able to work with their spouse in a business. How does this work with your dynamic with Pat? Um, and how do you define the line? Because, man, I can imagine if it's yet stressful, you bring that 
that home? How do you balance <laughs> that thing out? Yeah. Well, um, when, when you're handling a company that's scaling and it's very fast, you always need help. Yep. <laughs> you need a lot more leaders in the company so that you could uh, meet the demand and scale along with the, the market, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew that Pat's strength is really HR, finance, and sales as well. So him coming over really enhanced that part of the business. So I, I didn't see it like a competition or something that's a pawan. I really needed help. And he gave the help that we need. I respect um, also his decisions in, in those departments because he had more experience in those fields. Um, for me, it's more of the operations, like how, for example, the presenters would be better, how they're able to adapt. Um, the accounts, the growing of the accounts, even the legacy accounts that I was able to put in, that's also part of my scope. Um, overall strategy and partnership was with me as well. And then we also have um, Exicom, uh, another person, which is uh, Lawrence, the one who's handling all of our production. So he was our broadcast head back in, mm-hmm. in O-Shopping, and now he's our chief broadcast officer. So he would nice. handle all of the technical stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, operations, as we take on bigger projects. Because it's not just like your usual live-selling mind-mind that we're, mm-hmm. we're doing now. We, we actually do launches. We've been doing like, um, on ground, online as well. So, for example, um, there would be a store launch in in a mall. So we would do the live there, create wow. like a live stream event, and then at the same time sell the products online. So it's like an omni setup already. So that that's the scale that we're doing because of the productions that um, Lawrence was able to to build. So it's more about trusting more leaders and cultivating leaders in the company that makes it uh, work for us, enabling them to be part of the company, not just as an employee, but also as a with, a with an owner mindset really helps. So giving them employee stock options, very, very important too. There you go. So, yeah, it, it's, it's the culture that would make it work for startups like us, right? That is amazing. I love the dynamic. But okay, despite all these great things that happened, talk to me about the hardship. The, what are the hardest stuff you had to overcome? And did you have any near-death experiences like most startups do? Oh, yeah. Every Q1, Q2, of course, that would be like um, kind of, the sales can be like really slow. Yeah. So <laughs> you worry, what will happen? What will happen? What, what's the trajectory? Mm. But then it would pick up Q3, Q4. Right. So the worry would always be in the first uh, part of the year, mm. right? Also, I guess uh, challenges would be the cash flow, right? Yep. Especially in the advertising industry. Ah. <laughs> oh my God. Talk to me about it. My goodness, so hard. <laughs> yeah, the terms of like 90, 120, 90, uh, 60, 90, 120 days, right? Abonado. And- You're always abonado. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's always been a challenge for uh, companies like us who's in the advertising industry. But it's all about finding ways on how to parang bridge it. Bridge it, yeah. And how mm. to be more liquid. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always like the challenge for us. No, and that's a challenge Run- with every every I mean, I I feel I, I know the thing. You have to have a nest egg. That you know when when for for rainy days because when the rainy days come it really is sometimes a quarter 
sometimes it's a whole freaking half of the year yeah. and there's nothing. That's why for us in PNA, we had to really find another way to make money, which is through Pod Machine. So there's monthly recurring revenue. Because yeah. if advertising alone, we would have been dead a long time ago. Because mm. especially in a in a nascent industry like this, my God, it's just not gonna work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to do difficult moves, but again, it 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 it's for the better. But okay, I want to understand last few questions. Yes. You mentioned there's always this constant evolution of having to understand new skills and learning and unlearning things. As a leader, what were those things that especially as you scaled? There are things that you have to learn and unlearn as you went along. What were those things that you were now adding onto your repertoire to to become better? Um, when I first started the company, it's really focusing on the technical skills. Uh, for example, the production itself, uh, mm. operations and all. But as you go bigger, I realized that as a leader, you should be better more with people management. Yes. And how to be able to really cultivate the culture. Because um, people is the heart of our business. We're a service company. And you really need to understand how each one can thrive and how we can co-work better so that we can all be sustainable. So as a leader, that's very important. Being able to enhance people's skills, increasing your EQ. <laughs> mm. Even if like it's really tough. Parang gusto mo nang ng person na to because of this your frustration. But at the end of the day, you, you uh. try to... to Who's that? Can't calm yourself down. Tekala, is it reasonable why I have to do this, or is it just um, emotions and stress? Right. <laughs> but the person just doesn't know, and you just have to train well, train mm. better. So those things you have to be in perspective. Okay, and again, yes, I'm super duper duper impressed. Uh, there's not a lot of startup founders that are also moms, and you have an infant that you're, that's yeah. another startup on its own. <laughs> And again, there's this legendary thing that Steve Ski told me. Like, you know, yes, went back right away just a few weeks after giving birth. She was doing meetings then. She was telling me that, hey, why are you here? Why are you working, right? You should be taking care. You should be resting. <laughs> Talk to me the difficulties of how is it in, in raising a, an infant, a child, and still having to do shop retainment. How are you even able to do that? Uh, very difficult. But, you know, the saying, it takes a village to raise a baby. So definitely like a sports system, having uh, my, my in-law, my mom, um, even our yaya to help us out with our baby definitely is very, very helpful for entrepreneurs like us, right? Because mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurs are leaders. You always need to show up, yep. right? So whatever happens, even though if it's difficult for you personally, you still have to show up and lead people and show them that you're with them in the trenches, right? Correct. So. Okay, what's the most difficult part of it about being a mom entrepreneur? Uh, definitely, um, it takes a lot of energy. <laughs> how are you uh, even so able to do it? I can't think how. How? Like, wow. Willpower, parin talaga. <laughs> okay. Willpower. Uh, willpower. <laughs> that's um, amazing. Yeah. And of course, people who can. Oh, there, help. that's a cameo of her daughter, by the way. <laughs> She's been yeah. doing cameos the whole time. <laughs> All right. He's just playing with uh with her yaya downstairs. There you go. I love it. So again, that that's amazing. Last few questions. Um metrics. I, I'm just super curious. What are the things you care about the most in live selling? Um, how do you know it's something successful? Some and then how do you make sure that you improve on a yeah, again, uh stream to stream basis. There you go. Mm-hmm. Stream to stream basis. Um 
Well, first of all, since we're a B2B, uh, we cater to brands. Um, we need to know what their objectives are. Is it really okay. more of a disengagement or conversion? Mm-hmm. And um, what we do really tackles all from awareness, engagement, and conversion as well. Okay. Um, if, for example, uh, this brand wants more of the conversion, then we create the campaign differently mm-hmm. uh, to make it more conversion-driven. And if it's more of awareness, then we would also recalibrate uh, the execution more on awareness. So it's really matching the needs for every um, brand that we have so that they see value in us because they have they need the, they need help in certain um, KPIs. Got it. So we're there with them. Sounds good. Now, last question before we say goodbye. Again, entrepreneurship is not a straight line. Um it's a Richter scale of a lot of ups and a lot of downs. But yes, what are the most unforgettable milestones? And talk to me about that, that most unforgettable milestone that you guys hit that, you know, just gives the sarap in being a startup founder. Mm-hmm. Siguro the zero to one was one of the most memorable things to me. I remember like the contracts that I would get Initially, was just, you know, 100,000 or below, ganyan. So, maliliit. Yep. And then when one of the brands saw value in what we do, they subscribed for a year. Wow. And that was like a big contract. And I was like, oh my gosh, it works. That's <laughs> And that's amazing. when I felt like so happy. Yeah. It's just little wins, you know. At the end of the day, you start chipping away at it like, boom, oh my God. This happens. And again, that's very unforgettable. And sometimes when you go, because it's not going to end like that. People always think that, ah, are you close to a big brand? There are going to be another phase where you feel like you're just chipping away at 100,000 again (laughs) until you get to the next boom that happens. Right. But yes, um, if I'm just going to ask you advice for women entrepreneurs, because again, there's not enough of you guys. We need more women hustlers and founders. What would be your advice for people or, or women entrepreneurs that want to get into the startup world and uh, and become like you? It's, I think it's really cultivating your expertise first. Like for any entrepreneur. Because if you start a business and you don't know anything about it, how would people believe you? So for women, uh, first is what's your expertise and do you believe in yourself enough in order for you to to take on this big challenge. So that's one. Second is don't downplay uh, your femininity. Like um, there might be this connotation that in order for you to be a leader, you always need to be this strict, um, you know, masumi. Miss Min Chin. There you go. <laughs> Got it. Mm-hmm. But no, um, it really depends on your personality. Play on your strengths. I know that my management style is different. And having complementary managers or complementary leaders within the company would also uh, do wonders with your culture. So if my management style is like this and that person's management style is something like this, then we can take on like different roles in the company. Um if you also acknowledge those things, um, the strengths of others first, um, you get to really find strategize on how you can cultivate that winning culture for your company. Yeah, I'm all about that now because it it's it was quite hard that those 
for some of the, the struggles that we were able to go through. Um, people can be very difficult, but um, it's all about how you can be tenacious, but at the same time, ground yourself on who you really are as a leader and as a founder that would make you grow. That is amazing. Again, thank you so much, Yas, for such an amazing episode and again i'm pretty sure this is not going to be last time we'll have you on the show we'll have you in founders only when you uh when you catch up uh, as well but invite people over what's what should they look out for uh with shoppertainment and it's now nine 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 is coming yeah. up you're gonna be boodling <laughs> every one of us again uh what should we look out for in the next coming months and probably then by next year Yep, uh, watch out for our shows on uh, Lazada and Shopee. And you can also follow us on TikTok. We have a TikTok shop, shop now mm-hmm. called Shopper Tenant Live channel. So you can also find the great products there and even get entertained with our short videos and live selling programs. All right. Thank you so much. Yes. But before, before I let you go, follow us whatever podcast app you're listening to, or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of pod, blah, blah, so podcast app <laughs> uh, out there. It's going to be, again, if you have, if you see a five star, give us a five star rating again. If you like this stuff, and it, we're, we're, it helps us have more stars. Doesn't really help us. I just like stars. So <laughs> check it out. Give us a five star rating there. And if you also did some jargon, it's going to be show notes. It's going to be in the show notes. In hustleshare.com. Sorry, I'm. We're recording this on a Friday. My my brain is fried already, so I'm not that good. I'm bulol all the time. And lastly, if you, you want to be part of our community, check out the community and Hustle Share uh, Facebook group. Um, and if you want to be part of our community and how we create content, it's going to be the premium at hustleshare.com. Again, yes, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I, I super enjoyed this, Ron. Thank All you. All right. Because we're dragons. There you go. All right. Yeah, <laughs> right. I sound. <laughs> there you go. All right. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.